You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The following segment is from the Off Day Debrief on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. Let's welcome in Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride because he's very excited. He loves the ever-dapper Pete Sweeney, loves to look good, so he was excited that we're going to do the live stream. Pete, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, fellas. And first, BLG, thanks for filling in for Monday Football Monday. Uh, The Chiefs were not planning around the SB Nation NFL show. They decided to roll out Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes during our (laughs) recording time yesterday, so I appreciate you filling in. Usually, uh, you know, I feel uh, so-so in between about you, but I, I do feel good about you today. Well, I'll take it, and uh, thanks for coming here on the podcast, oh, Pete. No problem. No, it's good to be here. It's good to be here. So Alex Smith retires yesterday after 16 seasons in the league, basically met with universal praise. I mean, there are few people around the league who are as admired as Alex Smith, and I'm a little jealous of you, Pete, because you got veteran Alex Smith who'd been through the fires, who'd had success, and he came to a very stable, nice organization. I got, in 2005, (laughs) 20-year-old Alex Smith going to a complete dumpster fire at the time, my San Francisco 49ers. So I'm jealous because you got the benefit of all the crap that he went through in San Francisco. Yeah, well, the problem, just quickly touching on San Francisco, is the organization kept changing the offense on him. Wasn't it like three or four years in a row where they had new coaching staffs, new offensive staffs? And I don't think any quarterback could really find success or get into a groove if they have that type of situation. And so he was thrown aside. He had a career. He's a pretty good player. I, I'd put him typically each year. I think he was in that like a top 11 to maybe 15 range. Probably there are some people who would tell you that were lower than that, but just a really solid quarterback that just kept on running into these phenom quarterbacks. Don't forget, he ran into the phenom that was Colin Kaepernick when he went crazy over the league and was really playing a style of football that no one had really played before. Um, kind of Michael Vick-esque, but ma- making it his own in a sense with his ability to uh, throw the football a- as well. Uh, he ran into Patrick Mahomes, and then most recently he ran into Taylor Heineke, another another phenom. So, <laughs> uh, you know that that's kind of a string of bad luck. But I just think throughout his career, uh, a solid quarterback, especially for Andy Reid, when Andy Reid uh, turned the clock back to what was RPOs and what he was doing at Utah, and really, okay, how can we make him comfortable and find success with him? And you look at his record in Kansas City in the regular season, fifty and twenty-six. So he's a fifty-win quarterback. Uh, he was able to get the Chiefs and lead the Chiefs to a 30 to nothing wild card win in 2015 in Houston, which was their first playoff win in two decades. And so I think he took a franchise that uh, was two and 14, 
was in the doldrums of the league and really turned it around. I tweeted this yesterday, but the Chiefs have a ring of honor and a Chiefs Hall of Fame where they put the names one name up each year. To me, you know, at least sometime in the next decade, Alex Smith is a no brainer there. Probably the third best quarterback in franchise history behind Patrick Mahomes uh, and Len Dawson just turned the franchise around with Andy Reid. And at the time, the general manager was John Dorsey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on, hang on. Better than Trent Green? I think, so I joke about this with RJ, and he doesn't realize that I'm half serious. I like Alex Smith more than I like Tony Romo, because I just think Alex Smith <laughs> showed a consistency and ability to win, not not in the playoffs, but big games in the regular season to propel the Chiefs. The Chiefs, I covered this a Chiefs team, I believe it was 2014, 2015, that was 1-5. and five. And they went off and won 10 games in a row to make the playoffs. Do you think Tony Romo or Trent Green are doing that? I don't I don't think so. I put Alex Smith number three. I, I can understand arguments for Trent, though. Trent was very good for Kansas City in the early 2000s as well. So that was actually my question that I had for you here, Pete. Uh, I, I had the no-brainer line. I was going to bring that up. I wanted to hear your case <laughs> for that. You kind of laid it out a little bit. Um, I saw some pushback on that, though. I saw yeah. some Chiefs fans. And that was kind of always my thing with Alex Smith from afar. I was like – and and obviously, you know, I kind of had a pulse on that just because of Andy Reid and everything, kind of keeping yeah. up with what he was doing in Kansas City. And I was like, like I just – the ceiling – there's a ceiling with this team. There's always a ceiling with Alex Smith. Like You never felt like you yeah. could really get over the hump. Like you would be a good team. No one's – no one would doubt that you can like win double-digit games maybe even every year. Uh, or at least be in the mix to do that. But it's just like you're not getting to the the AFC championship game. And maybe that's yeah, your but, ceiling. Brandon, you I, I mean, but like you think about it, Nick Foles and like Joe Flacco are mostly outliers. Other than that, it's been like the same quarterbacks that always, I mean, how many teams do you have that quarterback? Is it 25 or that you don't in the league where you maybe feel, okay, five to seven quarterbacks could potentially, you know, win um, what would be a Super Bowl at the beginning of the season. And so I don't I, I would agree with you. I'm not necessarily sure that Alex Smith had the ability to will his team to a Super Bowl, but I, I fire back how many teams do have that guy and how many really need like I, you know, Peyton Manning was that guy, but at that that last Super Bowl that he won, he was not. And it was the defense. That was another outlier season for me. But, but most of the time, you need one of these top five, top seven guys to get it to, to get it done for you. And I'll throw it back to you with the Philly thing too. And and this will relate relate to your your beat. Uh, they brought in Jalen Hurts last year, and Carson Wentz, a former MVP candidate, one of that you would consider at a certain point top five guy crumbled under the pressure they bring in Patrick Mahomes from all the stories that you're at practice he was slinging the ball throwing these around the back passes no look passes and he had the best season of his career in in 2017 the Chiefs were able to flick him uh, flip him for a pick and a cornerback in Kendall Fuller who made the game ceiling interception in their Super Bowl championship and then Alex Smith because of what he was able to do in Kansas City was able to sign this lucrative contract like we'll see what happens with Carson Wentz um, but, you know, I don't think that is always the case where it motivates you to the point of having the best year of his career. And another thing on the Mahomes thing, we've seen messy situations. I look at the Green Bay Packers first with Brett Favre and the Aaron Rodgers transition and now a little bit to the Rodgers Jordan Love transition potentially uh, where it can get a little bit messy. Alex Smith wasn't happy with the pick initially, but then he got to training camp and he really dove in with Patrick Mahomes. He taught him how to be a professional. And in 2018, Patrick Mahomes was ready to carry a football team, and that helped lead to his super, or I should say, um, season AP NFL MVP. The Associated Press, not Arrowhead Pride, by the way. Uh, but yes, um, so I just think there are so many reasons uh, why he was important to the franchise. And then once he went to Washington with that whole story, why he was so important to the league 
you know, not not necessarily finding that glory of a Super Bowl championship in Washington, but just an injury where no one would have blamed him if he said, I'm never looking at a football again, and then found his way starting and leading his team to the playoffs. Uh, again, a little bit out with a whimper because of the injury and the complications with that. But I just think a solid career, certainly, you know, nothing as far as an NFL great would go, but just the importance that he was to the franchise uh, that was the Kansas City Chiefs. And and again, the NFL as a whole with that Washington stint, I just cannot uh, be argued with. I think that one of the things we do with players, especially guys that do not have the raw statistics to be, you know, Hall of Famers and stuff like that, is we we kind of play up the other contributions that they may have made. I agree that Alex Smith was an, a phenomenal teammate. You talked about it. You know, he kind of got jumped by Colin Kaepernick and then replaced by Patrick Mahomes. But to me, like Patrick Mahomes was going to be great. If Alex Smith never existed, Patrick Mahomes would be fantastic. Like, yeah, I'm sure it helped. But at the same time, I think the Chiefs would have been better off playing Mahomes right out of the gate. I think that we overstate Alex Smith's significance in that because we like him because he's just a great person. Yeah, but I think teams in the league saw what happened in Kansas City and they're doing it right on your beat in San Francisco right now. Unless, you know, you don't necessarily believe that they're telling the 100 percent truth at the press conferences where they're very, very clearly taking a quarterback at number three. And they have very, very clearly stated that Jimmy G is going to get the Alex Smith year. And so, yeah, you might say, OK, I, I, yeah, I see you shaking your head so you can rebut here. But I, I hear what you're saying. But I think teams in the league are really all trying to replicate that. I think um, Los Angeles wanted to replicate that. And then their doctor uh, punctured the starting quarterback's lung and they just couldn't go with that plan. And, and Herbert proved he was ready. And, and that, that probably isn't necessarily a full case study to support what I'm saying. But what I, I think teams saw what happened in Kansas city, saw the success, how ready Patrick Mahomes was, how comfortable he was in what that first year after that red shirt season. And I think they're trying to, to, to do the, the same. And again, we will see if that plays out the way it did in Kansas city in San Francisco. Yeah. I think Ooh. it's nuts. Uh, sorry, BLG. No, I think sorry. that the, the Chargers were 100% wrong for not playing Herbert right away. I think it was crazy to do that. And I think the 49ers, you're going to see, are going to ship Jimmy out as soon as they make their pick. <laughs> you play the guy right away because the second you draft him, the clock is ticking on that contract. And the best thing you can have is a quarterback on a rookie deal to waste one of those years because you want to give Jimmy Garoppolo or anybody another shot just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. B.I.G., am I nuts? Um, I don't think uh, – we've talked about this. I think, you know, in today's NFL, you know, as opposed to Aaron Rodgers when, like, the Packers were able to sign him to that seven-year deal or whatever it was as a rookie, it's just kind of like a different uh, landscape in terms of sitting a guy and bringing him along. It feels like in today's NFL you don't really have to do that as much because you can just get a guy when you need a guy at that time, most years. Um, but I wanted to ask a question to both of you, and maybe it's a dumb question. Some would say there are no dumb questions, but I don't know where you necessarily stand on this, so I'm just kind of genuinely curious. This is even for the show as much as my own curiosity. I'm just uh, working this in here. So who won the uh, 49ers Chiefs version of the Alex Smith trade? Ooh. It's for both of you. I think you got to say Kansas City, right? Um, the 49ers, they did get to a Super Bowl, which obviously was great. Um, but you could argue that they might have done that with Alex Smith anyway. They had just gotten to the NFC championship game. So, you know, the team was obviously very good. The Chiefs started winning right away. Like, I don't know, Pete, 
maybe I'm wrong, but I, I give the slight edge to Kansas City. Well, I, I also think the way that uh, Kaepernick's career kind of petered out when it came to on the field. And, you know, I definitely fall into the camp where I think he should have been in the NFL for the past five years. I don't know if he's a starter in the league. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to get into to that rabbit hole right now, but uh, just the way that it finished in, in San Francisco, uh, where maybe they did maybe make a mistake when it came to on the field play and not wanting to start necessarily um, Alex Smith. And then, yes, Alex came to to Kansas City and and. That's not talked about, you know, I don't think nationally and not that I blame anyone, but there was just such a turnaround. I mean, they they you blinked. Alex Smith was there and the Chiefs end up ripping off this nine and nine and start in uh, the, the beginning of the Alex Smith era. And I, I believe they finished that season 11 and five um, after again, two and 12. They went from two and or I'm sorry, two and 14 to what was a, a 11 and five. Um, and so just that turnaround, a lot had to do with Andy Reid and, and using Alex Smith in, in the way that I, I don't know if he was ever used before um, and then getting to the, the wild card. And then there was that heartbreak uh, in the wild card game where they were up big against Indianapolis. And that was probably the most memorable moment of Andrew Luck's career where the Colts are able to to come back. So the, the year didn't end uh, as Chiefs fans would have wanted to. But I, I think the Chiefs ended up winning that trade. I believe it was two second-round picks, um, if I'm remembering that correctly. And so, yeah, that was well worth it for Kansas City. And the weird thing about that game against the Colts is Alex Smith didn't play bad. Like, usually when there's a giant comeback, the other quarterback starts throwing picks or fumbles or turning the ball over. But he played great in that game. He never really stopped playing well. And the Colts still came back and won. Yeah, and and here's the thing: like Alex Smith to me is not the hot tub of quarterbacks, but he's a nice bath. I mean, if you need to relax and and have your and and it's solid. Baths are always solid. You always feel feel better about them. But is is it the hot tub that's going to get you to the promised land? I don't, you know, I don't know. I want to bring my perspective in here on Alex Smith as the tail end of his career. I was literally there for his last game, which was <laughs> the Eagles purposely trying to lose. Uh, <laughs> to make sure they get a better draft pick. And obviously that allowed Washington to win the NFC. And that was his last game. And I mean, it was pretty apparent to me that he was kind of just done. Like, I mean, the fact that they had to play Taylor Henneke, you know, in the playoffs, like, I mean, they had to, like he, he was just done. Like he couldn't really move around. Uh, but From, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, I know what no, you're no. saying. I think we all like saw that. And like, there was that tease yesterday on ESPN where he flirted a little bit with the Jacksonville Jaguars would have been, yeah. I don't think the Jaguars were starting Alex Smith for a year. They're obviously going no. to to start um, Trevor Lawrence, but he would have been that mentor role for his college coach uh, in Urban Meyer, and he was teasing that a little bit. Um, when I heard he initially was released by Washington, talking to some folks in Kansas City that know, know Alex, uh, he wanted to maybe be a starter again, and I don't think there was wow. any job out there that was going to offer that. And I think without that, I don't think he wanted to go through this Kaepernick Mahomes Heineke thing again by having to win another job I, I think he had proven enough by just simply stepping back on the football field and having a team trust him to to get them uh, to where they wanted to go which again it was a sad sad NFC East no offense BLG but uh, they were able to make the postseason um, which was very very impressive and uh, Alex Smith uh, again never really a top 10 quarterback but uh, in Kansas City, I could tell this too. He always just found a way to win, and I and that's how I will remember Alex Smith as a player.
Quick question. This is from Leandro who asked, do you think Alex Smith was worth, was worth the first overall pick? Let me answer this first as a Niner fan. 100%. Like, yeah, he wasn't as good as Aaron Rodgers, no doubt. But the dude played in actually 14 seasons, had a 16-year career, was a good quarterback. Not great. Like, sometimes I think with number one draft picks, we're either like, oh, he's he's got to be Hall of Famer or it's terrible. Like, no, he was a solid quarterback. The team potentially could have gotten to a Super Bowl with him. He wasn't the best quarterback in his class, but he was absolutely worth the number one pick. A solid pick, a solid career. I don't know. Uh, BLG, what do you think? Worth the first pick? I mean, it's hard when you're factoring in opportunity costs and you're talking about Aaron Rodgers there. I would say, I mean, he wasn't a bust, clearly. You know, I think, you know, you want to go to the extremes of that. Was it the the most optimal pick? No, clearly not. Was it a bad pick? No, it was it was a it was a fine, good pick, solid pick, I would say. I have one more question for Pete that I want to get to before I get to that. I just want to run into like what I was saying there with the NFC East. Like, I, I can't help but wonder, like, what if Alex Smith doesn't get hurt the way he does? in 2018 because you look at where they were Washington was at that time I mean they lost to Houston by two points in that week 11 game Uh, they dropped to six and four I believe they were first in the NFC East at the time Uh, and they only finished at seven and nine they had like Mark Sanchez Josh Johnson starting for them down the stretch it got really ugly for them but like maybe they win the NFC East Uh, the Cowboys were the team that won it at 10 and six and Washington had already beaten Cowboys earlier in the year so they would have had the tiebreaker maybe um the Super Bowl defending champion Eagles potentially missed the playoffs in 2018. Foles doesn't go on that second run, which you know played a lot into the Carson Wentz uh, things in Philly. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, that pick probably doesn't get forced, and that doesn't happen. Uh, maybe Jay Gruden still has a job in Washington. So I just kind of think it's interesting to think about the fallout of all that. Um, but to my question, to kind of wrap this up for Pete, uh, what do you think happens next with Alex Smith? Because, you, you know, you heard about the Jacksonville thing. Um, I, I believe I saw Andy Reid saying, like, he has dibs on Alex Smith as a coach. So do you think that happens? Is Alex Smith, like, the next Eric B. Enemy? I don't think Andy Reid – I'm sorry. I don't think Alex Smith uh, wants to coach. Uh, that's just the feeling that I got when he was a, a player here. There was, If you really want to have a deep dive for you Alex Smith fans out there – There was an interview that he did that was off the cuff with Graham Bensinger, who occasionally will interview uh, these types of players. And they did talk about the 49ers tenure. They talked about uh, the Chiefs and and the fact that they had, you know, gone in a different direction with the quarterback. And I remember we at Era had pride say, oh, no, this is going to be the FU Alex, where he's now ticked off and ready and really had a great season 2017. But if I'm remembering correctly, he had this moment with Benzinger where I think he was saying he doesn't want to do the day-to-day of football when it is over. And so I don't necessarily expect him to coach. I like his personality a lot. So there was definitely over the years, I mean, he's been in the league now forever as, um, as stats was saying, um, but over the years, he really developed this PR persona but Alex Smith is pretty funny when he's away from the cameras and really personable in the locker room and has this personality that I think without the pressure of having to like win for a team, he may be a fun guy to be. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, it's not a shot, but like a legitimate Orzlovsky where you like, he comes and <laughs> had some really like had some success in the league and can really speak to what it takes to win and make the playoffs and like lead a team. You know, I really like Orlovsky's stuff, but I mean, as far as a mm. track record in the NFL, um, just having that background and coming on and like, maybe he works for an ESPN. I know he 
um, uh, origins in California. That's where NFL Network is located. Maybe once a week they bring him in for the NFL car wash on a Monday, and he would be fantastic at analyzing, in my opinion, the quarterback position with some personality. So I think there's some room there. He said in his video, and I truly believe it, I think he'll take he'll, – he'll, he's the type of guy that's going to take a year to just take a breath. Um you know, really, really supportive wife. He's got three kids that he, I think he wants to just spend more time with. And then maybe like for the 2022 season, you see this type of role where he pops up and is like this spot analyst. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL show, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts.